You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Bob Comsick. And good afternoon. So, did you sleep in? Maybe just a little? Or were you up early to get going and enjoy some quality time with loved ones? After, of course, shoveling some of that snow. Well, if you're thankful to have this day off, then you can thank the then Premier, Dalton McGuinty, back in 07, for the third Monday off in February, which began in 2008. In declaring Family Day, McGinty said it's a small thing but an important and powerful recognition of priorities, adding there's nothing more valuable than time together. This from a man who's a father of four and who grew up with nine brothers and sisters. Family Day now is not a national holiday, if you were wondering. Ontario among six provinces that observes it. It's a break, of course, between New Year's Day and until Easter, until Good Friday. Now, for myself, family growing up was mother, father, aunt, uncle, some cousins. Not all that many of us, mind you. Ours was a small family, but still typical of those times. Traditional, if you will. But so much has changed in those decades that followed, of course, that non-traditional is now the new normal. So we would like to hear about your family and the setting you grew up in. 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-744-740. And on the line to take part in the conversation along with your and we're hoping you'll join us. I'm joined right now by Nora Spinks of the Vanier Institute of the Family, national charitable group dedicated to understanding the diversity, complexity of families and reality of family life in Canada, as well as Betty Cornelius of CanGrads, a not-for-profit group devoted to providing support for caregiver families. Welcome to you both. Thank you very much. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. And Nora, let's just to pick uh, one of you two, and this will be the same question for you both, so Betty, you get a chance to uh, think about this a little bit. But Nora, what about yourself? What kind of family did you grow up in? Well, family for me has been a combination of the family that's been recognized and sanctioned by the state, parents, grandparents, children, but also family by choice people who have come into our lives that are like family. And so it's, it's very eclectic and very broad. Betty, yourself, non-traditional uh, start for you, right? Absolutely. I was left at the hospital. Um, my grandma came and got me after six weeks, and she kept me for six years, and then I was returned to my mom and um, went through several stepfathers with her and ran away and escaped at 16 to become my own parent. And uh, and now to become your your yeah basically you, you looked uh, looked after yourself, but what in terms of uh, your 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 growing up as far as you were also involved with being a, a foster parent is that right? I was. I did thirty foster children. I well, I raised my two boys, had some foster children at that point, and then ended up with full in final custody of my granddaughter. And when she was five, she said, "Grandma, will you have a baby sister for me?" And I'm like. No. So we did another 15 foster children, and wow. we had foster sisters. Now, what, I guess, made you do that in terms of considering the initial start to your life, to want to become a foster parent, when you think about 
obviously it was anything but a a normal uh, upbringing. So you would think that most people would go the other direction. They would not sort of go toward the fire, as it were, and and try to do something to help somebody out? Or is that the reason you did it? You wanted to because you didn't want to see others go through it? My grandma was, that six years that I had with her was my foundation. She was my rock. And I just knew that I could make a difference in other children's lives by giving them some some of that stability. And I have, and lots of them are still connected with me years later. Okay, well, uh, let's first go to, we've got Georgina, ladies. We have Georgina from Toronto on the line, and uh, happy Family Day, Georgina. Oh, thank you. Happy Family Day to all of you, too. All right, so tell us a little bit about uh, your upbringing. And you know what? I'm going to put a question to you now. You're going to be the first, so you're going to be Mm -hmm. the guinea pig here. And then we're going to ask uh, others who will call in, and and I want them to, uh, while we're talking, I want you out there, who's listening right now, to say the first thing you think of when I say, and I want you to finish this sentence, family is. Family is. What is it to you? So, Georgina, what is it to you? When I mention that word, what do you think of? For me, family is the support system that I've, I've had around me. As a kid, I was we're from uh, down east, so we always had, the house was always filled with cousins and aunts and uncles that were sort of moving up from down east, and my parents sort of took them all in. And, and they also took in a lot of my friends that didn't have a place to go and, you know, on and off. So it was always having people around us for me, and it's still that way. I am... Um, I'm now in a, a marriage I've been in for almost 35 years, and I'm raising my step-granddaughter from my husband's first marriage. So she was going to be put into foster care, and it was like, that's just not going to happen. So we ended up taking her in. So for me, it's just having a really good support system around you and, and being that you don't have to be blood. You just have to have people that really care about you and that really want to be around you. I take it that relationship is a pretty solid one there Oh, with a little yeah. girl? Oh, yeah. We've had her since probably, I could probably count on my hands before the age of two, how many times we didn't have her on a weekend or or a week or a long weekend. And then when we got her at the age of two and a half, we've had her now. She's going on to, she'll be 16 in July. And it's a really strong relationship. And it's quite funny because I have no blood relation to her, but her and I are probably closer at times than my actual biological daughter who has no children and she's 30 and her and I probably disagree more than than the teenager and I do so it's it's quite it's quite a funny relationship it's very dynamic okay well Georgina thank you for sharing some uh, some experiences with your family and we'll let you uh, get back to them now enjoy the uh, the time great Thank you so much. And again, I just need to say one thing. I, I know Betty Cornelius per- personally, and she's actually the one that was a great support system for me when it came to getting Jamie, because I didn't know what to do. I thought I couldn't be the only person in the world doing this, and I found out I wasn't. And she was she was there, and she's been there for a whole bunch of us. Okay. All right, Georgina, thank okay, you. thank you. Uh, all okay, right. Bye-bye. And let's go. Uh, let's go back, and we won't forget you there, Nora Spinks from the uh, uh, Vanier Institute. Would like to, uh, uh, after putting that question out there, I'd like to ask you about a survey that you people uh, have done. But I just wanted to ask, uh, probably our blushing Betty Cornelius there. I guess your your involvement. Yes, I didn't pay her to say that, you know. I'm sorry. 
I said, I did not pay her to say that. No, no, I'm, no, I'm no. Just, I'm, I'm not blushing. I'm crying. Oh, that's so. Well, it, it just goes to show the type of person you're, you are because your life could have gone, I guess, down one of two roads, right? And uh, we have a pretty good idea what that road that you didn't take might have looked like. And who knows if you might even still be around to to talk about your life. But the, the path that you chose and all the people that you made part of your life and to be in their lives. I mean, that is just so uncommon, but it is becoming a little bit more common and more traditional with people not being raised by their biological uh, mothers and fathers. Yes, I call Ken Grunt's a club nobody ever wanted to join, and yet we would all do it again. And, you know, we would give our lives for these children. And this is really the grandparents. Is this what it is? Mostly grandparents. We have some great-grandparents, aunts and uncles, and even a few cousins. So our members range from 32 to 84. And how many families uh, are there out there? How many children who are being raised, or I guess who are uh, uh, can-grants? How many would you say? um, Stats Canada said 75,000 children but we know that that number is higher, and it's growing. Um, Esme Fuller Thompson from the University of Toronto said it's growing at 20% a year, and that's directly related to the drugs and, and um, mental health issues that are going on in our country. Nora Spinks from Vanier Institute of the Family. Uh, when did you do this study? And tell us a, a little bit about it, maybe a finding or two. So starting in 2015, we went across the country and tried to determine how people felt about family and what was different from one part of the country to the next and one type of family to the next. And we met with children as young as kindergarten and seniors well into their 90s. We had a couple of participants that were over 100. We met with people from very large families, um, very small families, rural, urban, suburban, northern, new to Canada, immigrants and refugees, um, people who've been here forever in the Indigenous community. We met with um, people who were living with violence or the threat of violence, who were experiencing addiction in the family or providing palliative care at end of life. We talked to people who were affected by incarceration or um, affected by a mental illness. So we met with hundreds, thousands of people from coast to coast to coast and asked them the question about family is. And a lot of what people have already talked about on the show today is that it's really about the connection. It's about a connection with another. And in fact, we're now beginning to look at the language people use when there isn't sort of a a standard to rely on. Like, what is a family or a child that's being raised by a grandparent? And the, the term that we use for that is a skip generation. So you have a parent or somebody fulfilling the parenting responsibilities that's one generation removed, or as Betty said, maybe even two generations removed. So we call that a skip generation uh, family. Um, We've talked about foster families. We also have um, families where there might be a lone parent, a lead parent, or a co-parent. There's a family now where there's two dads and two moms, and between the four of them, all four of whom are on the birth certificate, are raising two children as co-parents. We have co-mamas 
two women who are raising a child together, but they're not in an intimate relationship and never have been, but they have um, parenting uh, equal responsibilities under the law. We have step families and blended families and families that have come together and made connections through adoption or just through close connections. So people who might have started out as roommates and now they treat themselves or consider themselves um, siblings or cousins. And so we were talking to one group in Newfoundland and they talked about their cousins and um, their chosen cousins. And they talked about a husband and a husband. Um, We've heard people talk about their uh, sib dad which is a father of a step-sibling that there's no connection to, but they consider uh, an additional adult in their lives. So diversity and uh, complexity is paramount, and it came through in the study for sure. Yeah, I was about to say, it. Uh, you'd, you'd need a, a glossary of terms just to refer to to see what exactly it was that you were talking about in some of those cases for for a lot of people. But then there's so many that are find themselves in this family dynamic. I mean, gone are the days of even when you thought a non-traditional family back in the day when you would think the Brady Bunch or Eight is Enough and you'd think, oh, that's a little different family. You've got one, two, two families become one that's a that's a little out of the out of the norm whereas now and i guess over the i don't know generation or two where it's like really sped up in terms of the the different shapes and sizes that that families now come come in true and and the reality is the vast majority are still adults with children that get married and have those children and are together you know for the for the time that they're on this earth but there are more people who experience divorce or separation who never marry um, who have children in various um, types of relationships but when we asked the family is question what we wanted to do was to find out what was different and what was the same in people's perceptions and we found a couple of of things that were unique to a generation regardless of where they were in the country, rural, urban, whatever. And that was related to teenagers. Teenagers were the only people in the country that answered family is annoying or family is frustrating. Um, It was sort of unique to teenagers. Um, Seniors were the only ones who answered the family is question with things like family is legacy, family is roots. And new parents uh, were the only ones that answered family is. Family is expensive. (laughs) It's just the only ones we met were um, new parents that came up with that phrase consistently across the country. Okay, Nora Spinks from the Vanier Institute of the Family. We've got Betty Cornelius of CanGrads. Ladies, please hold on. We're also going to get to some of our calls, Richard and Weston, uh, Bernadette in Toronto, Dorothy in Toronto. I'm Bob Kompsik, sitting in for Libby Zneimer. You're listening to Fight Back on Family Day here on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, also 96.7 FM, downtown. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 
Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Bob Comsick. Welcome back and thanks for joining us. We have Nora Spinks of the Vanier Institute of the Family on the line, along with Betty Cornelius of CanGrads. It's a, a group providing support for caregiver uh, families. Uh, ladies, thank you for hanging in there and thank you for, for Dorothy in Toronto. You're on the line and happy Family Day. Go ahead, Dorothy. Hello, Dorothy. Yes, hello. Go, go ahead. Oh, I just wanted to say one thing. I'm so glad you have this show. I wish we had more shows about families. And I was I was thinking about an article I read years ago. It was a Dr. Kunzler. He was a psychologist in the States. And he had agreed with all these people that were saying children are better off with one parent uh, if the parents aren't getting along. And he wrote it when he was dying. He wrote that he was so sorry he said that that he said children are better off with both parents, even if they aren't getting along and they need help. They're better with the, they're both parents than they are with one parent. Okay, Dorothy, I'm going to play the, the word association game. Finish this for me, then. Family is, family is what? Family is everything. Without a family, without people around you to support you, you're really nothing. <laughs> That's how I feel about it anyway. All right, Dorothy, thank you so much for uh, for joining us. Bernadette in Toronto, welcome to the Family Day edition of Fight Back with Bob Comsican for Libby's Nimer. Welcome. Thank you. G- go ahead. Family is? How would you oh, finish that? Family to me is unconditional love. Yeah, Pure just, and simple. Yeah, just like that big slobbering dog that s- sits and waits for you to, to come home and forgets everything that might have happened. It doesn't matter. It's just... Uh, you know, it's just like you say, unconditional love. Absolutely. Okay, what about your uh, upbringing? Traditional, non, if you care to my, share? My upbringing was uh, very traditional. My parents immigrated from Italy. I was born here, one sister. We never had a concern or issue. Uh, our parents took uh, wonderful care of us. And so I was very blessed. I've just uh, recently lost my mom. My dad died about 10 years ago. So um, I feel like an orphan. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can uh, I can fully get that. I was an only child, so when that happened, it was it's just another chapter of your of yeah. your life that closes. It's and trust me, you, you never forget about the both, and they're there with you daily. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, all right. And uh, I am raising two of my granddaughters, and have been for the past um, eight years. So my life has changed uh, dramatically, but again, um, that's where the unconditional love comes in. I had to step up and um, do what my daughter couldn't. And um, so we are a non-traditional family. Um, yeah, sometimes life does that, right? Started out traditional for you, and then uh, life threw you a curve. Absolutely. All right, Bernadette, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, Richard in Weston, good afternoon, and thanks for joining us here on uh, Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Richard? Yes, hello. Hi there. Go ahead. So family is... Is number three, Bob. Family is number three? Yes. Oh, yeah? Well, what's one, two, then? Well, one is the most important thing for you, too, and that is to be alive. You have to be alive, number one. That's the most important thing to me. Family is number three. Okay, and that, all right, now you've, you've dropped one shoe, now drop the other one. Okay, and health is number two. I True. love my family, yes, but those two are more important than family as far as I'm concerned. 
Yeah. Well, I like I'm probably raised from a European uh, background like you, with your yes. last name being Ukrainian or Polish, correct? Uh, no, it's uh, Yugoslavian. It's Serb-Croatian background. Oh, Croatian. Okay. Yeah. So Serb-Croatian. Serb Croatian. Oh, we got to watch that because when I was growing up, I never understood the politics. And every time we we got introduced, and I was a young kid, and everybody would ask my my mom and dad, saying, "How did you guys get married?" Considering one Serb, one's Croatian, but let's the show's not about that. Anyway, Richard, go ahead. So you're saying family's number three, and I agree with you. Obviously, you've got to be alive to be yes, part of do. a family. Now, is that not more important to me than family? Well, when you're well, you're putting that. And, and your health, of course. Health is everything, too. Yeah. I see what you're saying. But in this point, we're not saying give us the order of. We're just saying family is what. And I'm not asking numerically. Okay. What does family mean to you? Then? Well, it means the same as everybody else. It's, it's very, very important. Okay. Well, I, I appreciate it. And uh, nice chatting and talk again. Thanks, Richard. Have a good day. You're very welcome. Thank you. Okay. And we got uh, Merle in Bowmanville. Hello, Merle. Hi. Okay, go ahead. Tell us about uh, your family. It's from what I'm reading here. It's not traditional upbringing. No, but I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, to me, family is togetherness. I um, was raised in a military family. My dad. I I didn't know my dad until I was about five years old when he came back from World War Two, and he uh, right after that. My sister was born, so there's seven years difference between us. And then, then Dad started getting transfers. Like we were in Ottawa during World War II, and Dad would be transferred. Um, I think we lived in like seven, six or seven cities, and well, I know I went to eight schools in ten years. Wow! And we never stayed any more than about two years. Until I got to high school in Oakville, and then my father put his foot down. He said, no, I want my daughter to at least spend high school in one school. And so we were there four years. As soon as I finished high school, they moved again. <laughs> so I've, I, it's been exciting for me, but family is togetherness because we had to be together. Uh, my cousins, my grandparents, and whatever, uh, all lived away. <laughs> come from away. We were in Nova Scotia, and they were in Ontario. So we couldn't get to see them at Christmas and all that. So we had to be do our own Christmas thing, you know? Yeah. Okay, then, Merle, thank you so much for sharing your uh, story and your, and your many travels there. Appreciate yeah, I never that. got thank west, you. though. Never Not got until I got married and did it myself. There you go. All right, <laughs> enjoy Family Day. Yes, you too. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And let's, uh, and let's wrap this up, then. I'd cl- uh, like to get some closing words here first. Nora Spinks, Vanier Institute of the Family, here on Family Day. Closing thoughts? Well, well, it sounds like your listeners are very similar to other Canadians, and the top answers across the country for the Family Is survey was family is love, family is care and support, family is connections. And I think we've heard that on, on the show today, and it's, it's consistent regardless of where you live, what your background has been, how you were raised, what involvement you have with uh, children today, what your relationships are, love, care, connections. And Betty Cornelius of uh, Cangrats. I would absolutely echo that. Um, my grandmother used to say there's no such thing as a bad day and people with bad attitudes. And then she would say love can heal everything. And 
I know that she made the difference in my life and these grandparents that are raising me, these aunts and uncles and cousins that are stepping up to the plate, they are making a difference in these children's lives. And I believe that's all about the love. Ladies, thanks uh, to you both. Thank you so much. Have a great family day. Uh, You too as well. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 